to a higher branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello, I'm Sam McCall, founder of A Higher Branch and your host for today's podcast. Now, today we're joined again by Joachim Herman, who um, uh, was uh, recorded a podcast with me a few weeks ago, which was extremely popular. Um, and so we thought we'd invite Joachim back on to the podcast to um, uh, as a part two, because we didn't get to cover uh, a lot of that content. So in our first podcast, we did uh, uh, the impacts of EMF, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, 4G, 5G on, on our health, especially on our sleeping quarters. But we didn't really talk about air quality, molds, VOCs, carbon dioxide, the earth lines, um, feng shui, and all these other energies that impact um, our health in an invisible way. And uh, and, it, and it is so important. Uh, so we want to do a deep dive into these three other areas. But firstly, welcome Joachim. Hello, Sam. <laughs> good so to good be to here again. You. Yeah, everyone loved your first um, uh, contribution to our community and they found you really genuine and caring. And so much so that you actually uh, got a few invitations for peop- from people to do a building biology inspection on their home. And, uh, and uh, I believe you have one story. Now, I've known you for 20 years, 20 years plus. And whenever you've inspected any of my homes that we've bought along the way or other people's, you've come up with recommendations, tweaks, do this, do that. But uh, I don't think... Unless I, it was one occasion, uh, you've never said to somebody, "No, just don't buy this home. You're gonna, you're going to end up being sick in this home, right?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you want to tell us the story without mentioning names of yep. the inspection that you recently did for one of our listeners? And I, I think you saved them a lot of heartache and yes, money. Yep, I think so too. Um, it, it was very difficult because they really liked the home, yes. like on on first sight, and and that counts for a lot. For me, so I, I was really trying to make it work for them, and try to list the issues that, that they would have to deal with. Yes, um, and I, I slowly realized that's that's not not what they had in mind. So, <laughs> what they, was the problems with this home? Uh, it was it was one of those older homes that had been added to, added to, added to. The like the floors were going up and down, and but the main con- main problem was one in moisture yes um, and inadequate drainage uh, signs of because moisture is just the, the the cause of all kinds of diseases if, if, if you like you know one of them being termites so that was a sign of termite damage and then termite damage means they sprayed and yes yeah, so it's a, it, it causes a chain reaction and I said you know if you build a new house then this is, won't be an issue, but because building technology and the knowledge we have now is way more advanced than it was 40 years ago. And this is an old house that's been added onto, added onto, added onto. It's all, all patched over. There were cracks in the walls because the foundations are still settling and they're getting wet and dry up again. 
Um, but for, apart from the structural integrity of it, because they also would have done a pest and building, but what you do is very different to a pest and building report. I mean, you can comment on those things, but you had an issue with it from a energy point of view too, uh, too, didn't you? The moisture, and this is what we're going to talk about today. So moisture leads to molds and certain molds can be very deadly for our yeah. <laughs> bodies. Yes. Um, as I said, I've never known you to say to someone, look, no, don't don't mm. buy this house and uh, you know they really loved it it must have been difficult for you to say yes. just don't get it right it's, it's very difficult for me and and often clients say so what should i do and and i can't really tell because you just like you you know, people say you buy an old car you buy other people's problems and and it's the same with an old house just on a huge scale yes you, you buy problems of decades of building practice neglect and whatever else and if you I said to them, if you really like this house, it's like a person, you, you take warts and all. Yep. You don't say, oh, I just want the nice parts of the person. No, that's not an option with anyone. So uh, and if you want to have a relationship with your home, which yes. goes into the feng shui bits that we're going to talk about later, yes. Yes. Um, then you know, you just be aware of the warts and all. I'm telling you what they are. But would they have? Would they? Would would it have made an impact on their health? A bad impact yes. on their health? In yes. what way? If they wouldn't have addressed it, just yeah. I think the mold alone would have had an impact. Even though it was all freshly painted, you couldn't see any mold. But but by the way the home was built and the drainage was blocked and absent and the gutters were leaking and so I knew that there would be mold issues. And, and that has a health impact. Um, Shall I go into that about a little? Yes, please. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I want to know the types of molds, mm-hmm. and because there's certain molds like black mold, for example, that extremely deadly. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know whether you know Dave Asprey. He's mm-hmm. um, uh, the host of uh, Bulletproof Ra- Radio, which is another mm-hmm. podcast, and he talks about how he was sick for years because he oh, lived in a home yes. that had black mold. Now, even though he uh, moved. It's still infiltrated, you know, he, uh, his temple, his body for mm. uh, for years after that, and he had to go on a really severe detox to get yeah. rid of it. Yeah, um, so that's that's really interesting that you're saying that because um, people like you, you started asking about the black moles and the deadly moles, and and that can be a trap to fall into when you think, oh, I don't have deadly molds. So I always explain to people at night when you're sleeping, you're breathing in the air in your house and you're breathing in millions of mold spores. They're microscopic, they're airborne. Whenever you breathe, you breathe a lungful. And where do they go? Your immune system has to deal with them. So your immune system is occupied all the time, even at night when you're supposed to regenerate and rest and recover and build strength for the next day. Your immune system is working all the time and that causes stress it's one of these when we talked last time about invisible energies that impact on you that's one of them and and it undermines your health it takes the strength away to deal with you know whether it's a cold virus or a bacterium or a cancer cell that so what are the sort of symptoms Uh, how do you know you have mold in your home or is it when you wake up uh, coughing all the time or phlegmy or that would be extreme blowing your no- uh, yes I, I, I just talked about a client yesterday yes um, actually an electrician I work with had, had sent me a photo of the subfloor of that person it was so moldy that 
It's beyond belief. If if there's a photo that I can put up um, on your website, please, <laughs> I, yeah, I if you could forward photo. that to us. Yep. It's so sick. I said, do not go under that house without a hazmat suit and a breathing mask. Don't go near it. And people have lived in that house for 20 years and have been sick for 20 years and have been barely able to move around for 20 years. And that is an extreme case. It's not killing them, but in a way it's diminishing their quality of life so much. Well, it's killing them slowly. It's killing them slowly. And, yeah. and, and it takes the life away from them, even though they're living in, in a way. And that in, on a smaller scale can happen quite easily without you even noticing. Uh, uh, I had an experience like that myself, not with mold, but with, with EMF, where I just thought, oh, that's my back ache, or I'm just a bit low in energy. That's just, you know, old age. It just happens. Yes. We, we adapt, and our mind gives us reasons because we don't understand the actual reasons, which is our body has to deal with mold spores or other environmental stresses, and, and it's weak because of it, and we can't live our life to the fullest because of it. It's like you, we, we, we've got the got to get the foundations right with mold and so there are mold tests that that can be done and you get what species of mold are there and how much of it and then you know we make the call this is what we need to do and the subfloor if you're not on a concrete slab in your house mm -hmm. but on uh on, on floorboards <clears throat> the subfloor is often a cause of mold so i've my last two mold clients, high mold reading clients, had subfloors that weren't ventilated properly. And in Sydney, we haven't had rain for a long time. It was still moist under the house. So if even if you want to go under your house yourself and just feel the soil, if it's moist, mm. you don't have to see mold. It's still there. Mold is microscopic. It sits in the soil. And then because of the negative pressure, it gets sucked into the house through every cranny. Um, through it comes out of powerpoints and you know yes. it's yes. every little hole in the house sucks the mold spores in and so those last two clients had really clean impeccable homes that was not it was they were just perfect yes but high mold readings from the subfloor that get sucked in all the time the whole high mold readings within the house, not in a subfloor. In, in a subfloor extreme. Yes. But, of course, in the house, which you wouldn't expect because you don't see mould in the house. So what's, yeah. what do you do? Do you, do you yeah. ventilate? or Yes. Because you can still have a damp soil in a mm. subfloor area, but as long as the layer just beneath the floorboards is ventilated, yes. it never gets to it, does it? Well, yes. I don't so know. How does that work? It... it well, for a start, you know, I, I talked about it, it being sucked into the house because of the negative pressure. Yes. Um, if you draw it out with a fan, there are subfloor ventilation systems or just simple fans, or if you want to go even simpler, you knock out a few bricks yes. and make sure there's plenty of air going through that, all the time. <laughs> yes. So that, I got a quote and it came in at $9,000 to ventilate it. Yes. And then I just thought, I just went around, knocked out a few bricks and yes. it did the job. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. it does. In most cases, it does. And if it doesn't, you can still install a couple of fans for, for $300 yeah. each or whatever it is. So that's most efficient and that runs all the time. Okay. And so the, the, the problem is the constant supply of moisture. Like if, if you dry it out every now and then, if, if there's a big rainfall or a week of rain and it gets drenched under the house, yes. that's okay. 
No, because it dry ups again, dries up again. But if it's moldy, like sorry, moist all the time, all the time, then you're just breeding there, and and it's also becoming very attractive to termites. Right, right, and cockroaches. You, yeah, I yeah. A, I'm just writing a book about all the summarizing. <laughs> There's a whole chapter on this, but like the chain reaction that comes from can come from moisture under the house. Yeah. A whole heap of uh, things by the sounds of it. Well, really looking forward. I did not know you were uh, writing a book about that, so we'd love to know that because there's not much information out there these days. I mean, there's a plethora of information on diet, exercise, yoga, meditation, Mm. and people do all those things, as Mm. I said, but don't consider these invisible forces that are invading the gardens of their body. (laughs) Um, One thing you mentioned earlier about um, that uh, gentleman – Yep. Um, who went under and you said to him, don't go under there unless you have a hazmat suit. Now, mm. the thing about mould, it's not like you can get exposed to it and then um, uh, and then walk out of there and then that's the end of it. It actually stays with you, doesn't it? Once you're exposed to moulds, toxins. It, yes, the toxins. Yeah. So it, it's just like mushrooms. Some we eat and some kill us. It's, it's the same with moulds. So once they get into our lungs, we breathe them in, can they stay there can they linger or is that like how long does it take to detox i'm not quite sure it probably depends on how much you breathe in yeah but so, so there's a difference between the spores yes. that are kind of like separate to themselves and the toxins they they carry okay and you know like if you like especially very young and very old people they can die of mold infestations and and even in the lungs they, they can grow in the lungs if the immune system doesn't take care of the spores and the the toxins like especially of some black mold species that mm. you mentioned they can kill people yeah. wow I, okay. I i actually if i can tell a little story please do <laughs> yes like the, my, my first big impression about mold i was i went to germany uh, for a course with the most eminent building biologist, um, and I had been really looking forward to this, um, about electropollution. Yes. And measuring measurement techniques and the latest and greatest in instruments. And so I was really looking forward to that. I came there and he, he virtually came in his bathrobe. He said, this is the first day out of hospital. You know where this is heading. So the first day out of hospital, and I'm very embarrassed to tell you why. And so the story was, he, he lived in an apartment, and he got sicker, and his wife. Yes. They both got sicker and sicker and sicker. And he just couldn't explain why. Like They, they live a healthy life. They're yes. you know, building biologists, aware. And eventually, they, they had sniffer dogs come to their apartments. they are sniffer dogs that are trained to detect certain molds. There are like two species especially. Wow. Okay. Never heard and of in, that. In, like in Germany. Germany, yes. yes. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> so these sniffer dogs come into the mold, run to the bathroom wall and bark at it. Really? And yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then I thought, oh, there must Man's be something friend. wrong. Yes. They opened up the bathroom wall and it was completely from a leakage in the apartment above. Yeah completely mold infested with one of the black mold species. And he says, I would have died. That could have been another week or another two weeks. Oh, wow. Would have slowly killed us. And so they went to hospital. They they went through all kinds of detox procedures to, to get the immune system back up. They were at breaking point, both of them. So a lot of people listening to this now are probably thinking... <laughs> what the hell do I have mold in my house? Was that a cold I had last week? You know, this lingering cough. What is it? So, yeah. what, what? How do people diagnose this? I mean, you know. 
So, oh, sorry, do you want to finish this story? <laughs> yeah, well, well, Justy was really embarrassed because he's a building biologist. He's right. chief of all people should have known. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, you know, I'm getting better. And, and yes. so just an add-on to the story, everything in his apartment yes. had to be detoxified. So he chose, and he was a, a, a journalist originally, he, he, and he had yes. an enormous bank of, of literature and whatever else. So all of that had been infested with mold. It was full of mold spores. And 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 so he he decided what are the most important bits and vacuumed mm. them with special vacuum cleaners, HEPA filters, HEPA filters exactly yes. top grade HEPA filters, and and that's what he kept. Um, so, but back to your question, what was the question? How do you know if you have? Uh, oh yes. So <laughs> now you brought. I don't know if it's you're going to lead into this topic, but you brought an interesting uh, little measuring device. Yeah, that, that doesn't detect mold though. That doesn't. Okay. No. Uh, um, so the mold test is so the mold test I'm mold test I'm doing with people is is very simple. Yes. Is you, you you just take a sample and there's one option an air sample. Yes. And I always take an air sample inside. It it it's a pump that pumps through a very fine filter. Yes. That gets sent to a lab and analyzed, and. So I take a sample inside, a sample outside. Yes, of the house. Of, of outside of the house, yeah. Yes. Just to have a comparison. Um, you can take a sample in the subfloor sub if you floor. want. Um, I'm never going into the subfloor again. Get <laughs> 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 the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah. Your houses are right, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, um, but it's something to keep in mind. And and then you can have, have surface yeah. samples as well, sometimes on the, gla on the glass, on the windows. Ah, yes, of course, yep. Um, because that's where the condensation takes place. I always look, where's the condensation? Sometimes in the bathroom. And it's basically a little defined area of sticky tape. Yes. Also gets sent to the lab, put under the microscope. And because every spore has a different shape, they can very quickly analyze. They scan it and analyze, you know, what species do you have yes. and, and how, much, how many spores of it. Excellent. And, and then Excellent. you... you you have the certainty that you need to either do something about it or relax. <laughs> but should everyone do this or should you just look out for some signs first before you get tested? I mean, we don't want to, you know, mm. um, spook people into thinking. Mm. But, um, I mean, should you just get tested, you know, as a regular? I mean, it's so important. Yes. I, what is the cost as well for something uh, like that? One, an air sample is $180 each. And okay. hundred fifty dollars for a surface sample. Okay, so we're not talking thousands of dollars no. here. So it's peace and, of mind. You know, it's like a dentist dentist visit. I, yeah. I, I try to justify it to my clients, and and it's it's an investment. I I'm I'm tempted to if you've got any suspicions or if you're not sure, just do it. Just it's, yeah. You see. It's like I'm, I'm. I'm glad you're asking this, and I'm glad that I had much more work in around mold because it's. I think it's a big issue in Australia. But it's our, especially in where, where we live. It's our climate that yeah. just encourages mold growth much more than in Europe. And well, the building, the older buildings, were put up, you know, without much knowledge. There were, yes. and, and extensions were built, um, house on stilts, and there was just, you know, oh, let's use the bottom floor for something. Oh, the teenagers can live there or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's no proper damp course, there's no proper foundations. And, you know, uh, it's, yeah. you just need to know these things. And, and with the mold test, you, you get that certainty. Excellent. Mm. That's, no, it's really good to know that you can do something mm. and it's not that expensive. No, and then you get a yeah. good builder. Yeah. Uh, who, who I, I mean, I'm, I, can, I could recommend some people depending on, on the area. So once you do the test, you have some 
if you have an issue, then yeah. you can uh, colla uh, collaborate, liaise with some builders who yes. know how to fix it. Because I'm not, yeah. I'm not trained like that. I, I can, I'm almost always right with what what I think is yes. the problem, but I'm not trained in that area. So I, I always call in a, a builder, or if people already have a builder who, who they are working with, yes. then then that person makes a qualified assessment of what the structural issues are and how they can be addressed. Excellent. Mm. All right. So that's uh, that's uh, molds, um, uh, and we're talking about air quality here. Mm. Uh, what about v VOCs and um, yeah. and carbon dioxide that's within the home? That's actually a great segue because yeah. molds <laughs> also produce VOCs, and in the really sorry VOCs, volatile organic compounds, yes. are solvents, right? Um, and like paints or yeah, yeah anything that sort of smells that's a solvent that's a volatile organic compound volatile because it's it evaporates so easily and that's why they're useful um, how is it bad for us how are VOCs mm. bad what is it so just one step back yes. is like yes. about what they are because many yes. people don't know so I'm thinking yeah please so they, 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 they ooze out of anything plastic pretty much carpets furniture um, particle board uh, insulation, so they're, they're, they're pretty omnipresent volatile organic compounds. And you, you know, you, you've probably heard of um, low VOC paint yes. now, and that's become an issue because in Europe, they a few years ago, they said, okay, no more, no more, no more solvents in paints, end of it. Right. When I first heard that, I thought it was a joke because I didn't think you could do it, but they, they just... You know, like they go, they go from the top down and say no more of this. Yes, it's it's bad for people's health, and so the paint in Europe is low VOC, no VOC, no VOC, and yep. we still have VOC in paint, but much less than we ever used to. And if you ask at the hardware shop, they tell you, oh, such and such brand, such and such range are the lowest. Right, and and that's what I highly recommend if you don't want to use natural paints altogether, you know, clay-based paints. So anyone but, building a new home mm, or did, uh, doing a renovation will have higher than yeah. usual VOCs? Yes. Or, you know, when you when you open up new furniture, you, yes. you take the plastic off or, or whatever, and then, then you smell it. Um, a, new, a new laptop, you know, there's, there's also flame retardants in there. That's a, a whole different issue altogether. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's all about it's air toxic. quality. Yes. And you can that's smell right. it. So if, there's, mm. if the nose can sense it or smell it. Yeah then there's something there yeah. that's not good for your, yeah. your health. Yeah. Yes, most most likely not good to different degrees. And so you can, that, that's how you detect them in the first place, but often they're not, you can't smell them. Like one of the things they did here with uh, smelly paints, because people got suspicious about them, yes. they put... Um, what do they call them? Like s smell mufflers in there. So yes. <laughs> so so you, you, you couldn't smell it, you think. And it's a low odor. Yes. But it was low odor because the odor was masked. You know, so it yes. didn't really help the problems. Oh, one really big thing that yes. bugs me about VOCs is air fresheners. And c candles yes. that, that ooze out fragrance like it. Personally, I don't like it. So it's not good. <laughs> well, if it's not, if it's so, so if it's an, an an expensive candle with real essential oils, yes, and and pure wax, then that's good. Even beeswax, when you burn yes. it, actually, you know, the fragrance is an essential uh, is is a VOC. So they're not bad by definition, right? But 
But the, like, the, the cheap air freshness and constant sprays and so on, A, they mask what's really there. You never know what's really there. And B, they, are, they add VOCs by themselves. And, and they're all strange toxic substances that are not yeah. accounted for in any health regulations. So, so what about those um, room uh, perfumes with the reeds mm. in them? Yes. No. no. <laughs> they're no good. No. I don't. Wow. If you... If you, I think if you just use, uh, if you have to, like yes. people love, love to have them in the bathrooms, just have, you know, one of these sticks maybe and, and make sure that the oil that it's sucking up is pure. Um, alternatively, you can just take some good essential oil. I always say good essential oil because everything else is just petrochemical yes. imitation. Um, so some, some good essential oil quality before quantity and put a few drops on the toilet paper roll yes or, you know that that does the job or on a towel um, rather than these constantly fragrance emanating solvents that go into the room I'm, I'm not so what do you look out for because on those room perfumes they don't have the uh, not that I recall they don't have the ingredients do they so what are you looking for what ingredient how do you know um, <laughs> I think I have to be with you there. I have never looked at the packaging. I, okay. I, just, I just see them in action and, and something in me just recoils. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to look out for your yes. book. I, obviously, we can't cover everything, everything in this mm. and we'll uh, um, wait for your book to come out uh, so we can get uh, those details because, yeah, it can be anything and we need, mm. we need to know. So just with air quality, we've talked about moulds and we're talking about VOCs, but I just want people to know exactly Exactly. Like, what impact does it have on our body at a cellular level? When you, because you mentioned, okay, look, it, you know, it dampens our immune system and it makes us generally unwell. But what is happening to our bodies when we are bombarded with molds or VOCs? What is it actually? Is it, does it, is it from the lungs uh, yes. at a cellular le- level? What, what's it, what is happening there? I like to usually understand the science and a lot of our, you know, um, community members are you know, intellectuals and they, <laughs> they like to understand what's going on before they believe it, you know. <coughs> so, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> That's ironical. Too many, <laughs> too many VOCs. And, um, uh, so it's... Like I always explain it as a toxin. It's yes. it's it's <clears throat> excuse me. It's a it's a <clears throat> it's a poisonous substance that you breathe in. Yes, and and that affects you on the cellular level. Yeah, it can from from the extreme of damaging your DNA um, <clears throat> to to interfering with the cell metabolism, which would be the most mild form of okay of, of interference. Right, um, and uh, just in terms of an irritant. Because we, we uh, detoxify, uh, 70% of our detox happens through the breath. Yes. So obviously it's, a criti- it's critical that we get top air quality for that detox process to continue happening. But if we're taking in toxins, mm. then obviously we're, we're uh, not detoxing. In fact, we're retoxing or <laughs> we're taking in toxins. So, yes. yeah. So it's okay. So it's from the inside out through the lungs. Yeah. And, um, and, and every time our body has to deal with those toxins, like you say, it's, it's in a way retoxing. That's a, that's a good term for it. Yes. You know, because you, you, you give away your capacity to detox. Yes. Yeah. Well mm-hmm. said. That's good. So um, uh, anything else about air quality and uh, um, 
the OCs. And so the two more things that come across my mind, yeah. and you have to stop me when I'm just talking too much about details. No, that's all right. One is carbon dioxide, yes. which we breathe out. And why would that be toxic? Well, if we don't only breathe out carbon dioxide, we suffocate in the room. Yeah. And um, if you don't have open windows, if say at night, two people sleep in a bedroom, no open window, door shut, then the carbon dioxide levels will, are, will be way too high. After about two, three hours, you're, you're in the range of, uh, like with my little instrument that you talked about earlier, yes. where it's it's unhealthy to sleep in. So, And I'm, I just warn people that sometimes if, if windows are closed and doors are shut and two people sleep in a room, yes. then the quality of sleep can improve dramatically by opening the window. Even, even if, in winter? Yes, a, a little bit. It, yeah. it's, there's enough air exchange if the windows open a little bit. Yes. Or keep the door open, then it opens up the whole house. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's all I wanted to say about carbon dioxide. And what was the other... In well, just, just on yeah. that then. Yeah. So even in winter, just have the window open slightly. Mm. Now, what if you live in a city where <laughs> the pollution it's outside is worse? Because sometimes the night air in Sydney <clears> in particular, <throat> Sydney is a bit of it's a basin. Yeah. Uh, and Melbourne as well, mm. and so the 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 pollution settles in that basin at night. And yeah. a lot of people say, "Well, don't it get exposed to the you know night air because it's bad for your lungs." Mm. Is it still better than the internal air? They say so. I, yeah, it's I can't say generally yes because that there are so many microclimates. But generally, people say it's always better to open the window. Okay, even even at night, and even if you're in a ditch, just open the window. Um, And if you're living in a really noisy, really industrialized area, then then you can't open the window, but open the door so you have more air in the house. Within the house, not, you know the volume okay. of air that you you can breathe is bigger. So what's and wrong? Maybe with leave a window open at the other side of the house, so there's still some ventilation and circulation going on. That's a good on. point. So what what is wrong with carbon dioxide breathing in too much? <clears throat> uh, well, it suffocates. Our, our lungs need oxygen. Right. And so the and percentage of oxygen drops. To, yes, okay. that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's so much to uh, <laughs> look out for with the, when it comes to air quality. Um, okay. So um, the next topic I wanted to uh, do a deep dive in, and mm -hmm. people will just have to go with us on this. <laughs> They'll stay with us on this. It's not as. Um, um, airy fairy. Oh, I see think. where you're heading. Yeah, so we, you know we're talking about the Earth lines, the Hartman grid, um, the the natural Earth's energies um, that a lot of people think is not science, science based, but it actually is. And that's just, this is why I wanted you to talk about this mm. because whenever I mention, you know, the Earth's meridian, people look at me like I'm sort of sort of <coughs> Reiki airy fairy meister, and I'm not. Mm. You know, I'm very yeah. much a science based, mm. but it makes a difference, especially to our sleeping quarters. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, do you want to explain a little bit about okay. the Earth's line, mm -hmm. uh, just yes. generally, and then <coughs> uh, and then we want to get into the Feng Shui after that. Mm -hmm. um, so, that's a very first of all a disclaimer. It's got nothing to do with building biology. Okay. Um, because building biology, like you're saying, is, is scientific and you know measurable, repeatable. When I started looking at Earth lines, I, I, I'm not I'm not even sure what fascinated me about the idea. Uh, maybe that's because it's so out there. 
And but it does impact our health. Yes. And our, not just our well-being, but also the flow of affluence. Mm. Um, affluence to us, the flow of energy, uh, wealth. It, it goes to, towards feng shui. Yeah. It's, so when, when I first came about it, I, because it's so strange to our thinking, I'm just connecting to what you said first, you know, yeah. it was strange to my thinking. And I found somebody else who was interested in it. So wherever he was called to douse with the dowsing rods or divining yes. rods, um, I went and vice versa. So we always could confirm our findings okay because yeah. when you when you first douse you go no it can't be it can't be what is this how does this move in my hand i didn't do anything it, it's it's really strange i've um, actually tried it mm, as you know mm, i've tried that dowsing rod and mm, actually it works i mean yeah. it picks up the earth's energy and it turns left or right mm. and then that tells you where the the line is yeah mm, mm, the meridian yeah 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 so then You have to realize in terms of preamble that um, it's different for everyone and there are different energies. And so if, say, and, and it works in a non-mental way. So if I go, oh, I want to find a water course. Yes. Like that, by the way, they still find water in Western New South Wales by dowsing. In our age of science, you think they found something better, but they, they do dowsing out there. Yes. So that's how they find water, the most important thing in life. So I just want to go back a yep. step so we don't lose people. Yep. We want to take you on to this, uh, uh, where we're getting to. Mm. So the earth has basically these invisible lines that mm. crisscross north, south, east, west, and they can be anything between one and a half metres apart to two and a half metres apart. Yeah, that's the Hartman grid. The Hartman grid. And uh, where you sleep, if you happen to be mm. sleeping on where the lines cross, it's not good for you. Yeah. And so ideally you should be within the square, so not on, not where the lines cross. Yeah. The other thing that impacts the, the energy is if there's any water courses going on underneath your house um so it's invisible so we have water courses throughout and we just don't know where they intersect where they flow yeah so if you happen to have a water course that's 20 meters under the ground mm. that you can't see because it's in a water table that's invisible mm. and that happens to be crossing your bed for mm. example mm. now that has an impact on yeah. your health. And I don't mean, need to be, uh, mean to be alarmist here, but it is there is a link between that and cancer, right? Yeah, and restless sleep. Rest, yeah. No, like water causes are a restless thing and and not good for sleeping. Um, and while you're saying that the different depth of the water courses, I can't douse them, like the depth of them. Yes. A friend of mine can. He tells people, drill five meters, drill 10 meters. He's always right. And, you know, it's unbelievable he how, how you can... It. Yep. yep. He says, drill here so many meters and there's water. Okay. Yeah. That's for finding water. Yes. Yeah. So, and finding a water course is much similar. So, you know, when, when you want to look at someone's house, and by the way, because we build homes everywhere without having an experience of the land and no connection to the land... We, we, we need to douse in a way to, yes. to see what actually is in the land that I don't know. And, and, and dowsers can tell you, like, because it's easy to just say, I'm dowsing for water. You walk along and you find the water course, if there is one. Um, and then, you know, I do a water course. I do, um, and others might do, it, do different elements. I do um, 
fault lines because they also fault lines actually can be made measured scientifically because there's small amounts of radioactivity coming up through them like they're little tiny little cracks in the earth's crust okay um, and you can you can measure those things and pick them up yes. yourself okay yeah you can measure them and i douse them now just to digress mm. a little bit, uh, the the gentleman that we started talking about right at the beginning yeah. about how he didn't end up buying that house mm. and uh, you know even though he was disappointed you know he avoided many years of hardship and yeah. uh, and pain and suffering now he did show you another block of land, yes, which you inspected, and yes. it ended up being perfect, right? I, I just looked. He said, "He said, oh, but we were driving for a cup of coffee, and he said, oh, by the way, we are also looking at another block of land.' Yes, he said, where is that? Oh, it was just round the corner. I said, show me. Yes, oh, okay, okay. So, and he showed me this impeccable block of land, and the energy and, was good. Oh, the energy was good. The views were amazing. The the neighbourhood that that was a a lovely street where the kids can play in the street and ride their little bicycles. And it, I, I just looked at it and I thought, wow, what so an he, opportunity. He ended up buying that and now he's going to build his yeah. dream home. Yeah. Uh, I got him in touch with a good um, builder perfect. as well. Mm. Yeah, someone that can use natural materials with low VOCs yeah. and what have you. So that, that, that was a great story. And I, now when you, say, you, when you mentioned it was a beautiful home and you went, wow. Now, of course, you – you say those things after you've actually gone through your energy uh, <laughs> diagnosis, if mm. you like. So the energy on that property was just just right. Mm. Okay. Yes. And we want to talk about uh, Feng Shui, but just going back to the fault lines as well, because mm. this is an area where I usually lose people, right? <laughs> and Who I, knows? They might be already gone. We can talk about the ones <laughs> we haven't lost. But I'm a believer because our daughter was having trouble sleeping when she was a toddler for many months. Yes. Many months. And um, once we moved her bed after mm. you came in and put it, you know, sticky tape basically tagged where the mm. grid is and we moved the bed within. Um, presto, it was just incredible. I mean, yes. This is like, uh, yeah, I was very sceptical, but yeah. then once that happened. And, of course, in our uh, new home that we moved in five years ago, we completely put things within and we, we, have, an, we have incredible sleeps, mm. deep sleep. And I measure my <clears throat> deep sleep and REM sleep through the mm. aura ring mm. and I know I can track it. Mm. So the data is there. Mm. And whenever I've um, – uh, there's another room in the house where sometimes, uh, you know, I will – Sleep in, for whatever reason. Mm. Now, <laughs> better than better than the couch and the lounge. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, no, it could be if I've been working late or yeah, I have a yeah. bit of a sniffle or what have you. And yeah, I, I know the energy is not ideal, and I have sleepless nights. Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, and you experience that. So I, look, I want people to take this stuff seriously. Um, and sometimes it's just try something else. You don't need to call me. Yes. Just try something else. Like if you don't sleep well in your bed, you go and sleep on the sofa or in the other room that you were talking about yes. and you sleep well, then there's something wrong with your bed. Um, if your child has is colicky and cries and doesn't sleep through the night and doesn't want to go to sleep to begin with, so, that, oh, we haven't talked about light. That's another big issue. Um, so in that case, then just move the cot a little bit. Yes. Um, turn off the Wi-Fi. Uh, you know things, things like that. If if the, your child suddenly sleeps after you've moved the cot, then uh, like what I did with my son, similar to you, to, to your daughter, I, I put casters under the cot because mm. it was a small room. I couldn't really put the cot anywhere else. So at night, we just pulled it off the wall and put it into the middle of the room where the earth lines weren't crossing. Yes. 
Sorry, I keep moving and the microphone doesn't come with me. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Keep going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know, for parents, just try something else. Just <clears throat> move the bed a little bit. Yes. And you might be surprised. It's, it defies belief what, what difference it can make. Now, people don't have dowsing rods and they can't figure out where the, you know, the, merid- the Hartman grid is. Mm. They can't pick up fault lines. They can't pick up underwater courses so what can they do if they have a suspicion what do, what do they do well there are dowser societies that that you can look up how do you spell dowser d-o-w-s-e-r now is that um uh is that an old english um term where would you where did dowsers originate from i is have no idea europe or is it yeah definitely like it has a long tradition mm-hmm. in, in europe um <clears throat> I know in in Germany it has, in Austria it has, and and it's it's kind of a, a signature of uh, established societies where people have lived in the same place for generations and generations, and right. and they know that that bed is not good, or you know if 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 because everyone gets sick who sleeps there or doesn't f- sleep well or feel well, so. And, they do something about it or, yes. or they ask questions about it and they and they eventually came to this dowsing idea. Uh, Hartmann is is an Austrian, I think, was an Austrian doctor who, who found that everyone was sleeping in certain areas and, and so he started dowsing and he found the Hartmann grid, which are the lines that I measure in everyone's home because they're so close, about two meters apart. Like you said, north, north south, east, west. And... In themselves, they're they're okay, even though not perfectly good to sleep on. But what you should avoid is with the intersections of the north, south, east, west lines. Right. Yes. So, and those grid points they they, they say are good for compost heaps because they're so stirred up and intense. Okay. And That's interesting. So, yep. You know, composting really kicks off when you when you when you put them. Hang on. So because it heats, is it a heating? Uh, it's, what impact uh, does it have on our it, bodies? Uh, it's a chaoticizing energy. Okay. Mm. And and we know so little about it. And it's kind of, it works chaoticizing and it works against what our body's order is. Okay. So it takes you out of your parasympathetic system? Yeah. Is it, is it triggering the sympathetic? Where, well, it's not really that, uh, that uh, intense. It's a, a lot more subtle, isn't it? It's... it's I don't know. It, I always say it's like a foreign energy. It's not yours. It's not your life force. It's it's the earth, and the earth is huge. Okay. So so the even if it's it seems to be a small energy, but it mm. is coming from a massive massive organism. Like earth energies to me are like the acupuncture meridians. Yes. So so <laughs> they they they're important for the earth. We don't really understand much about them, and they're not bad. Yes, but they are strong, and and we are tiny little specks on the skin of an elephant. You know? Yes, yes, that's a good analogy. Um, yep. And you know, if an elephant steps on a mouse, it just hurts yes. the mouse. And 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 you know, in that way, Earth energies are not good for us. It, it's too much of another being or another nature that is stronger than ours. Yes. Yeah, so especially where they crisscross, and mm-hmm. as I said, I I learned that uh, learned that firsthand with my daughter, and yeah. uh, and we've adjusted our bed accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> as I say, this yes, um, there are earth energies that we call earth we- earth wells or energy wells. Yes. that are good for us, 
It, it's and again we don't fully understand, but I I I find them sometimes when I'm dowsing. I, I just the last one I had, they're not they're not coming off up often for me. The last one was in a kitchen in the Blue Mountains. Right. I, I walk with my dowsing rod. Oh wow, what's this? What's this? And it led me in, into a spiral. Yes. And it was in the middle of the kitchen. And then once you know, you just stand there and you go, oh, this is nice. It just feels good. Yeah. 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 And it's healing. That's healing energy. Wow. So okay. you know, I, said, I said to them, just put a stool here every now and then and sit there and enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, um, that's, a, that's incredible. Look, the only way for people to really know how this works is to experience it. And um, mm. uh, if you if you would like Joachim to come into your home and um, do these diagnostics, um, he does this because he he really cares, and um, it, it's not that expensive. Uh, so we can uh, before we move on to the uh, Feng Shui because yeah. I'd like to talk about that. Uh, Where can people find you if they're listening right now? Just <coughs> to to send you an email to connect. Is it buildingbiologyservices.com? Yes. Info at buildingbiologyservices.com. Okay. okay. Or the website is buildingbiologyservices.com. Excellent. Yeah. Well. And there's, on the website, there's, a, uh, and in the information section, there's information about dowsing yes. as well. And there's some, you know, just browse the website for it if you're interested. Yes. Maybe there's some links and, and otherwise, yeah, dowsing is an amazing thing in a way because it it puts you in touch with with the earth in a different way and 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 like it always helps me to appreciate the the energies of nature in a different way like sometimes there's a hedge and one plant i had that in my in my house that's yes in, in, in one of the homes i lived in that the hedge I, plant, I planted the same plants the same watering the same fertilizing one of them wouldn't grow, so I replaced it with another one. It wouldn't grow. It wouldn't grow. And I thought, oh, wonder if I douse this. Yes. And it was on a crossing. And so plants can't go away. We yeah. can move away. Animals can move away because we're, we're we're uncomfortable with it. Or children, especially, who are more more in touch with it. Yes. Plants can't. So sometimes you you see really crippled plants or hedges with one funny dip in it. Um, that's where the earthline crossings are. Yes, we, we have one mm. of those trees. We have this gum tree that's just growing really in a weird shape. And mm. Uh, mm. It's, it's warped. It's completely yeah. warped. And uh, I checked it with the dowsing rods oh. that um, uh, our friend Tibor gave yes. me many years ago. And uh, sure enough, it was right mm. on the cross, oh. crossing of both uh, the heart and grid. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Uh, no, anyway. Awesome. So feng let's shui. talk about Feng Shui. Yes. Um, now, this is a Chinese um, principle, and I, you're of German heritage, and the Germans are very scientific in their approach to everything, right? They don't believe in anything <laughs> airy-fairy, and I mentioned that. And it's just like meditation or yoga. You know, 20, 30 years ago, you mentioned meditation, and people, oh, mm. that's for, um, you know, flower children who are yes. up in the clouds. Yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> but it's, it's now people... Changed. Yeah, it's changed. Mm. Uh, just like dowsing, you know, another yeah. 10 years' time, it'll become mainstream, right, and yeah. pervasive. And I think feng shui is one of those now that people understand isn't, you know, it's, uh, too alternative. And Yeah. And it's... There's some science behind it's it. It's a way to describe the interaction between us and the environment that we live in. It, it's, it gives us a powerful language. Now, I was just driving in the car when I, as I came here, I listened yes. to uh, Marie Kondo was mentioned. 
you know, this is a Netflix series. Right. This is how much things have changed. Like, that, we, that we discover the power of well, space. Who is Mary? Mary Kondo. <coughs> Kondo, yep. Yeah. She, she uh, uh, it's, it has a series where she tidies up people's homes. And the thing in the series is not tidiness. It's about revolutionizing their life, giving them a new life. Um, wow, that's powerful. That it's very powerful to watch. Yes. It's it's totally compelling. How do you spell Kondo? K-O-N-D-O. Okay. Mary and Kondo. She's, she's like a tiny Japanese woman with yeah. a tiny voice, but she's got energy. And she is, in her gentlest of ways, she is so convincing. And So she uses feng shui yes. principles? Yes. Now, what did the Japanese so, call feng shui? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I but she—that's uh, her approach. That's yes, that's that's her approach. And so, when we say feng shui, th there are so many ways and schools of feng shui. Um, I, I started just doing feng shui, realizing that oh, this is a certain school. Oh, there's another school. There's another. Then I gave yes. up on it and decided I do my own feng shui. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the different sects of Christianity or right. Islam or whatever. Yeah. yeah, there's so many different. It's approaches. all about the same. And there's yeah. uh, Vashtu. Yes. In India, which I discovered is much very similar, and mm. and the old rules in Europe that you oh you never do this, and in spring you do that, and they're all rules, and you you think what that what that's so stupid. Where do they ah oh, just one thing yes. to be to begin with, um, talking about rules. I when people look into feng shui, I often had 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 that in my in my years of practice that that they go oh this is way too rigid for me. This is yes. too too structured and it doesn't suit my lifestyle. So um, I always explain that feng shui is three or four thousand years old. It's the oldest philosophy and and it has survived to now because it's got something to it and we are just rediscovering that. Yes. Um, so what is but, it? In, in, uh, sorry, if, sorry, when you get to it, I, we just yeah. want people to know what are the principles and yeah. how they can apply it. Okay. So, yes, so um, just before I get to that. Yes, so please, yeah. the, It was it was a, a, a system of regulations given to peasants, mm -hmm. who illiterate peasants, how to do things. It's like the old churches. This is bad and this is good and this is how you behave. Yes. And the oldest son gets becomes the farmer and the oldest daughter marries the. It was all prescribed. We, yes. we didn't have individual freedom and decision making That's like right. we have now. Yep. So, therefore, feng shui has a different meaning to us. Like we make the decisions. When I do consultations, I point out to people like what, how important the entrance is, and how what their entrance says, yes, um, and and how the energy flows are. But <clears throat> there, we make our decisions. I, I I I can think of homes where I thought from a feng shui point of view, oh, this is on a hill, this is in that direction, this is this this is that bad bad feng yes. shui. But the family was healthy, happy, and they liked it that way. So I think it's more about an awareness that, that we need around these things rather than, oh, this is the rule, that's the rule. I, I remember a client who taught me this. She had a bookshelf of feng shui books. Yes. Five times the size of mine. And she had everything in her small home organized to feng shui. She had so much fear that you couldn't even move a plate with a candle on the table because that would throw out the balance. And yes. so if it becomes an obsessive, fear-driven thing, that's not feng shui. Feng shui is 
about abundance, about life, about movement and and you know proliferation and and so it's good luck and it's not about money money is just something that comes as a secondary thing to right it. people say oh this is for wealth no it's for abundance and that's what i love about feng shui so the principles are mm. placing things and arranging things and and the way we put things into shape and arrange things in the world that that gives us opportunities. So, you know, whether you have um, a home with open plan living, where you place the elements, the windows, and how you contain the energy of when you're living in a, on a slope of land. That yes. The, so there's the energy we're talking about, they call chi energy, yes. we call etheric or life flow or yes. prana or... so. It's that energy I, I explain as a creek. Yes. So if you have a little bubbling creek that goes left and right and up and down and over rocks and through reeds, mm. it's a beautiful, living, joyful thing that gives life to thousands of plants, gazillions of bacteria and algae and ducks yeah. and geese and, you know, worms and shells and yabbies. Yeah. So uh, as soon as you... That's what you want in feng shui. So, so you want the chi flow to bubble around everywhere and fill every space and clean every corner. So if you have a style corner somewhere in your home, you can douse that, you can sense that, you can see that, then that's where style energy is, where the water turns bracken, if, if I come back to the water idea. Yes. Then, so you do something about that, you place something there. Or, you know, um, uh, what was I going to say? So then if you... If you imagine the opposite of um, and as a child I saw that and I never forget we had this beautiful creek where we played yes. and then some developers or whatever came and made it a concrete channel to drain the paddocks and, and all that put up houses so it became a concrete channel and the water just when it rained it shot down it was you know full of water like a drain yes. like, the creek turned into a drainage Yes. And and it was completely dead and everything around it had died. I never forget that. And 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 that's what we sometimes do with building. You know, whether it's uh, just a house or whether it's within an apartment or whether it's a whole suburb where, where we don't consider these things and in feng shui they do. They they go into settlement structures and directions of buildings and what happens within the building. So a lot of the, a lot now. <laughs> no, the, no, this is, you had me completely fascinated. <laughs> uh, a lot of developers now are consulting feng shui uh, experts yep. uh, in their development. Um, so this is real stuff. This yes. is, and you can get a feel for it. People intuitively know they'll walk into yes. a place if they're buying a place and they say, yep. this doesn't feel right. Yep. You know? But it's, I think, something you touched on feng shui is more about your relationship with that space not yes. just the space because it can be the same space that um one person may not feel mm. is good for them mm. can be the space that they like yeah. you know if you're a person that likes chaos you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the space that um uh, that you love now in our home i remember you picked up on one uh, one particular part of the hallway where it does yeah. sort of bend yeah. and you said it yeah. was now we've tried to do something there by just putting a skylight yeah. and it's opened it up yeah. and it de definitely feels better. Yes. I, I makes walk a huge it, difference. Walk through it and I feel, oh, the energy's flowing here again. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, it's real. So what what are the other things that um, or what are the things that people can do besides becoming feng shui experts <laughs> in their home? There are some things that are just no-nos, aren't they? Like putting a mirror opposite the door and stuff yes. like that. So what are the things that can um, can um, um, disrupt feng shui and uh, drain your abundance, mm. if you like, from your home? Mm. So one standard example is mm. that the front door shouldn't be opposite the back door. Yes. And maybe that's a good That's a good one to, even though I have had clients who say, no, we like it that way. We want to yeah. see the view when we walk into the house, if it's on a slope. Um, and okay, so, but having said that, it's <clears throat> the problem with things like that is that the the chi energy comes through the front door. So yes. the front door, actually, that, mm -hmm. that's another topic that we can talk about. So the, the chi energy comes into the home and then goes out the back door. Yes. It doesn't meander like the creek. It's more like the concrete chute I was talking ah, about. Yes, yes, so yes. You wanted to come in and then go up. Oh, oh, that's nice. Uh, yes. What, oh, that's the bedroom there. Oh, right. Yes. And then, so um, you, you wanted to spread and fill the whole house with the breath of the chi energy. Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, and, I just imagine that. Yeah, instead of going. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah. because a lot of people will feel like they lack, they have this lack in their life, mm. you know, this lack of abundance and, um, yeah, you know, they just can't explain it. They say, oh, I work really hard, I do everything right, but mm. I still can't. Yeah. The things so, are just not clicking in my life and it could be this, they're yeah. not just, uh, they're not bathing their homes with this chi. Yes, and so they're just talking about the front door again. Yes. You know, <laughs> it's just while you were talking, I remembered, oh, my wife. Yes. Uh, always make sure she is just fanatic about the front door, yes. that it's clean, that now we had lots of wind, yes. so the, the leaves get cleaned off and she's much more particular about the front door. So that's the, the mouth okay. of, of the home, the, the, the entrance for the, for the chi energy. Keep it clean, Keep and it clean and, and uncluttered right. and open and, and, and Very important. I've, I find that especially in Australian homes, um, you know, we come in through the back or yes. through the side or through the garage, and the front door never really gets used. And in some homes, right. I go inside and there's a, a, a wardrobe in front of it. Yes. So, whatever <laughs> yes. the I've seen some of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever the front door is, by your definition, yes, has to be. Um, obvious to anyone who comes to the home. If I come to a client and I'm not quite sure where to walk into the house, red alert. Yeah, the, a that has to be addressed. So you make the garden path differently. You Beautiful put, you point. Put, you, you, you paint the door red like yes. they do in feng shui. Like yes. There has to be no doubt about what the entrance to the house is. I It's really that. important. I really love that. That's mm. good. Uh, like in your face. <laughs> the other thing I notice brings uh, beautiful energy inside a home is um, having music going in the background. Yeah. And um, um, so we've like installed Sonos in our home. Mm. And so we have different zones, one for the bedroom. So we might have just this beautiful meditation music. Mm. In the morning, we wake up with some deep house, you know, beats, and it's like it's an and it comes on, you know, with an alarm. So there's sort of things you can automate in your home to build feng shui. Also, flowers, yes. I find, you know, make it and not plastic flowers. No, no. Mm. Yeah. no I'm just making the point. That yeah, because they're not alive. Yes, yes. Um, you know, as a sculpture, they might get away, but so 
Well, you're talking again. <laughs> Two the mirror, you mentioned the mirror earlier yes. when you come into the house. Um, the mirror in the bedroom is another no-no. And we, there are lots of mirrored wardrobes. What about a mirror on a ceiling? A mirror on the ceiling, same thing. <laughs> so, that was a big thing in the 80s. <laughs> so, Not so the, much, okay. The, the rationale of feng shui is yes. that, and it, it sounds a bit... It sounds a bit ancient, but if you take the like the the feeling of that this rationale, mm. you, you still get it. I think it's um, when you wake up, your spirit doesn't find you to in getting back into your body because there's the mirror image of you and the you. Yes. So so they say have don't have you shouldn't be able to see yourself in a mirror when you get out of bed. That's, this is really interesting because my grandmother, as a little boy, I remember used mm. to say that. Ah, see, it comes Why in all that? cultures. Who, it, and that's the thing. We, yeah, scientifically, we can't explain that. Yes, but it's all over the world in the cultures, <laughs> and they know that they've got you know hundreds of years of experience with with this kind of thing. So no mirror anywhere within your bedroom? Well, it can be what in the bedroom inside the wardrobe, for example. If you open up the yeah. wardrobe door, that's a way. Because people have uh, or, mirrors where they get dressed. Yes, that's right. That's or fine. in the walk-in robe. As long as you're not passing that or looking at that as soon as you wake up and your yeah. natural flow of movement. Because most people wake up, go to the bathroom yeah. and then come back. So anywhere along that journey, there shouldn't you shouldn't be facing no, a mirror. Preferably not. Wow. And, okay. Yeah. And, and what does that so, do? <sighs> We don't know. It's it's just seem, it seems to be better once you got rid of it. That, okay. that's you, you just, and I say to people who are skeptical, I say just put a curtain, just get some cheesecloth or something, yes. hang it in front of your mirrored wardrobe, and see what that does. It's what? also like the metallic cold surface. Bedroom needs to be warm and womb-like yes. and and cozy. But what and happens if you go to the bathroom at night? It's dark. <laughs> you still see it, like you're going past a mirror. Once you go into the bathroom, mm. there's a mirror, right? Yeah, I don't think that matters. That does more yep. like in next to the bed when you first woke up. Yeah. Okay. All so right. you know, if you if you don't believe in it, just like I said, do a cheesecloth thing, just cover it up. Okay. Um, or or otherwise, if you then realize, oh no, it's actually quite nice with without all those cold surfaces, then okay. paint them. The, the other thing. What are the other things? Because we're yeah. running out of time. Yes, yeah, so one more thing yes. is um, the altar. I was thinking, like um, again, what's not, altar? Yeah, like like um, you know, Christian people have little crosses and oh, the and altar, altar, altar. Okay, altar. Yep. Sorry, yeah, accent. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> altar. <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, um, whatever is meaningful to you to have, like, a heart of the house. Yes. Like where you might fresh, put fresh flowers there, but it's, it's like the, the center of, of the home as a being. Yes. Like you, you know, to, to me the home is, a, is, is kind of an extension of your being. On, and that's where the altar is important and, and for people to think of what they want to put there. I went to an Indian restaurant recently mm. and I have Indian friends and I visited their home and they do have like, from what you describe, like an altar, a place where they have the flowers and mm. they have the Buddha. Is it the so, sort of yes. same thing? Yes. The same, okay. Yeah. But this is an altar where you create uh, I mean, the, the word altar has these religious yes. connotations. So yes. we're not talking about We're talking about a place in your home where you can place flowers mm -hmm. 
and get a general sense of that's where the love, the center point, or yeah. what is it? The yeah, like a, a point of of aspiration or like a center point of the home where where it all comes together. Yes. And, you know, it doesn't have to be in the middle, or but it has to be somewhere where you go past and where you get reminded. And, you know, it's... I love that. And I think people will... Yeah, really get an idea of what we're talking about there without going mm. deeper. One of the other thing I just want to finish on because, um, uh, and I know we've gone a little bit over, but uh, and I think this is really important. Um, uh, a home or a space traps, uh, retains energy even after, so if you have an argument in a corner, for example, mm. uh, or uh, that's that energy stays there, doesn't mm. it? Mm. Like people's energy stay. I remember when we got our home five years ago, when, mm. when you did the, you know, the report, the diagnostics, mm. and everything, and you recognized one area, and you said, <laughs> "There's a you called it grumpy old man <laughs> <laughs> energy." Where possibly there could have been like that's a where a person sat, and he, that person was mm. full of anger, know, and, anger frustration, and frustration, yeah. and all yeah. that l energy lingers. Yeah. Uh, how do you make sure that your energy stays clear in your mm. home? So obviously people argue, right? That's just yes. the nature of That's relationships. Right. Yep. You're always going to argue. How can you yep. keep that energy clear? So this is this is a whole topic that's really interesting. Um, <clears throat> so there is space clearing. Like I, I do one of the favorite activities of mine is a space clearing ritual. It's a, it's a process that we don't have time to talk about. No, but, but I want you to come back and do, delve deeper into this, uh, but go on, just so if you can give us an idea for now. It's a ritual that, that like in our house, we do it in spring as part of this, or spring at the end cleaning. of the spring yep. cleaning, just due to use the spring energy. <laughs> Yeah, not many people do spring cleanings, but it's so no, important. It's a on. European thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think I think anyway, that, that's where I got it from. Um, um, so and and it's as you're saying, we are emotional beings. Yes. And and in our home, um, we leave imprints. That leaves imprints. It's like the aura of the home. Yes. I I, I first Karen Kingston. She wrote a book about space clearing. Um, And she goes through a person's home yes. and she reads the emotions on the walls and she tells people all these things. Wow. Um, and, and it leaves them speechless. So uh, you know, part of that space clearing ritual is to, to, to get rid of those emotions because otherwise they attract more emotions. Yes. And you, don't, you want to step out. You want to have a new year, a spring Yes, a new summer, new leaves, new opportunities, different choices, and not based on the old emotions and imprints that, that are in the house. They're already in you. Yes, and we are struggling with that all the time, and and to give our home, uh, to give ourselves the opportunity not to be held back by our home, but supported and nurtured. We it's it's sometimes important to get rid of these things. Sometimes people just open all the windows, change the furniture, burn essential oils. Uh, um, like incense. Incense. The Catholic Church has um, sage rituals yes. of you know clearing spaces of, of, of bad imprints. We never really understood these things up until now. Yes. 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 It's there are many old traditional ways of, of clearing spaces. You know, the stories of the ghosts and things in old Scottish castles. You, you, you suddenly realize, yes, it's probably true that there were generations and generations of stuffiness bred in these yes. closed walls without light. And, you know, it just breeds bad energy. 
Yes. So, you know, yeah, I'll I get over the head. stuff. Oh. Uh, I love this stuff, uh, Joachim. And I, I want everyone listening to really take this seriously. We can get so caught up in our day-to-day lives and distracted mm. and we end up living really – you know, hitting the repeat button every day, uh, reinforcing the same beliefs, reinforcing the same energy, and we get caught in this loop of feeling and uh, and thinking, feeling and thinking, and don't realise that we're living eighty percent, eighty five percent of the time in our subconscious. And um, you know, your home it can be an area you know where there where there's constant refresh, and that helps you step outside of that eighty five percent subconscious. You know, thinking and feeling the same way, living in the past. Um, mm. um, as Dr. Joe Dispenza, who we can talk about some other time, hopefully one day I'll get him on this podcast, Yay. talks about <laughs> this. But I, I want I want this podcast to be a trigger for people uh, to to go on this journey and inquire into your health and uh, look at. Um, energy, uh, you know, seriously look at air quality, the earth's, uh, you know, lines uh, and feng shui. There's only so much we can cover in the podcast, but I hope we've given you some information to um, really uh, get you going on that journey because it can make a huge difference to your life. Before you know it, you are feeling better because you're getting better air quality. The energy inside your home feels better. There's more love. There's more abundance. and And fun. And fun. <laughs> the process is fun. <laughs> so <clears throat> thank you, Joachim, again. It's, uh, it's always amazing to meet up with you. And I really appreciate you taking the time and energy to, um, to come here and record this podcast for me. I, always, I know that you come from a place of love. So thank you again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. thank you, everyone. And I hope you have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye for now. Bye.